0: And when I looked closer, there was a, a Sasquatch face on the other side, and uh, was looking right
1: back in at us.
0: Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints.
1: They are up there.
0: Welcome everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now, sit back and enjoy the show.
1: Hi, My name is Augustine Weskehant. And I live in Merritt, B.C. at the moment at this little um, at this little trap line, you know, snare. I was snaring rabbits in this trap line was just right at the corner edge of the quarter, the quarter section. My grandmother owned. And I kept bugging her for a snap wire. You know, she wouldn't give me like she wouldn't buy it like well because you're kind of like it's kind of it was expensive at the time, I guess. So I used uh, copper wire at the first time, so I know as I caught this rabbit, but it uh, the copper didn't uh, quite catch and kill it. So when I found it, I had this real big round head. and It was screaming so much, screeching as I was clubbing it. Anyways, I took this rabbit home. You know, my grandma laughed when she saw this rabbit. And uh, so next day after school, I got home. You know, you had to you had a brand new um, snare wire. So I made out all these snares. The next morning, I went out in the morning and I set up these snares, and uh, I set up about like ten of them. So and this was about this was in September of '75. Remember the, the, the fields were cut. The hay was already harvested. Grass. I mean, the hay was already golden brown. And uh, I went to check. I went to go check my wire the next morning, and as I got into the bush, you know, I smelled this really, um, really sour, sour kind of sweet smell of uh, cranberry. Like in it, I don't know why it reminded me of cranberry, but it was just like, it was kind of like a, like, it was kind of like sour and pungent at the same time too. But you know, it was very definitely, um, you know, there was something that was inside the bush. And so I, as I started checking my snares and i caught my first rabbit there i took it out reset walked and uh it was at my third it was at my third snare i noticed that my uh my stick for the snare was more forward into the bush than i had put it so i walked in i went to retrieved it and i when i grabbed it i noticed it was stretched out and uh Like so, I took off the snare and you know just left that stick there, and I kept walking. And at the same time, you know, like this this smell, you know, it was just lingering in the air, you know. So I kept walking, and I got you know grabbed a few more snares there, and there were a couple rabbits. So I had like three rabbits, and I was walking out of this bush, and um, I had seen this dark shadow where it was a dark. A bush in a in a field earlier, as I was looking towards the field, and really didn't think nothing. But I just come out of the bush, and by this time the dark thing that I was that I was looking at was just inside uh, right beside the tree line of this uh, little bush that was inside the field, and the, the, they cultivated around this little field. And know, as I was walking right beside there, and I could see it. I know for some reason I thought it was one of my uncles, right? And I thought it was my Uncle Carl, you know, so I yelled out, you know, I yelled out his name and, you know, and that moment when I yelled out his name, I just, this feeling just came over me and I just, like, I knew that I wasn't my uncle. And then I just dropped, you know, and this thing was just all dark, you know, hairy, and it stood about six feet, six feet tall, that's about how tall my uncle was, you know, and it was... So, when I ducked, I, you know, I must have stayed down for, like, 10 seconds or so. I don't know. It seemed like a long time. You know, was like, when I came back up, I looked, the thing was gone. And I didn't know what to do. Like, you know, like, uh, from where I saw it, then, you know, it was, there was an open area of the field that I had to cross. And then there was another bush there, and the bush that I just came out of. So, I... You know, I just walked back I walked out with my rabbits and I dragged, you know, nothing happened, you know, like as soon as I dragged these I dragged these rabbits home and it was like a quarter mile. I was at the far end of the uh, quarter mile section. And you know, being nine years old, you know, you have five rabbits and they're all full grown, you know, they're they're heavy. So as I gave my gave my grandma the rabbits, you know, we went to school. You know, I had time to do that. You know, get back in time for the bus and so, anyways, when I got back home after school, I told my grandma about it, and uh, you know, and after that, she uh, didn't want me back in that, didn't want me back in that bush. I had to go get all my snares out of there, and uh, but yeah, you know, I was like just, you know, whatever it was, you know, it. I didn't feel threatened by it. I didn't, um, you know, because I always assumed like if, they're gonna hurt you, you know. They're gonna hurt you, you know. But I always felt safe in a bush. I have, I have no issues with, uh, you know, being alone in a bush, you know. And you know, and that was at nine years old, and and to this day, you know, I still continue to have, uh I don't know, it gets strange coincidences, you know, uh, strange happenings, you know, like especially on my job. I work security. I work nights. But at times you know i i knew i've encountered things that you know just defy explanation and, but i know and like I, I know he's out there you know so i will not deny that yeah for sure
0: for sure could you make out any detail on that shadow figure that was standing there i, I mean we both kind of know what you're you're you saw one of the forest people you know a sasquatch basically watching you but could could you make out any detail or was it too dark
1: actually it was just it was uh it was morning because it was like when i ventured out it was probably like 6 a.m you know and like uh because you know i'm like i grew up in frog lake you know with before my mother and father um broke up and um so you know, my, my dad was a trapper so we uh we always, I went, and I always go out with him in the mornings and you know check the check the trap line and so that was always done first thing in the morning. When I, and that's what I was doing, you know, like so I was out there early, like six a.m. So it was really early and um, but I can say like it was probably about six feet tall and it was it was dark hair, you know, it's slender. You know, that's one thing I can remember. It was. It was slender and, uh, but yeah, but the most, uh, I guess the most obvious thing that was the smell, you know, because after that, I've I've never encountered that smell ever again, you know, like that particular smell. So I always figure, you know, like, I think each one has their own, you know, like B.O., like, you know, us humans.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you ever smell that smell previous to that like when you're out checking your trap lines or anything like that or is it always or is it just that one time
1: There uh, it might have been other times but i've uh honestly uh, that was the most uh that was the most profound time I, whatever that was i was walking in the field right which i know wasn't my uh uncle you know and, and i'm pretty sure they knew where i was when i called them so like i said you know if they wanted to hurt me they if it wanted to hurt me, like, I know, it, I know it wasn't a bear. You know, I've seen bears too often to know that to know the difference. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: What did you know about, about Sasquatch before you, you had your run-in? Did did you ever hear stories about it, or was it uh, something that you guys talked about when you were growing up?
1: Not really. Um, I wasn't even really sure what I saw right then, you know, when I had told my grandmother about it. But, um, but no, nothing was ever said about that, you know, you know, so it's like, so I'm, in, but we know that there is like stories of, um, you know, Sasquatch, you know, stealing a native girl, you know, and, and bringing them back, you know, but in the, you know, like and the native girl would, would never be the same. You know, it was never the same when, when he first left. Yeah. Was taken.
0: Yeah. Did your cook them? Know, know about the stories of them, or did you ever, did you ever mention anything like that?
1: Actually, um, I guess you know, like they always talked about the boogeyman, you know, especially like, you know, don't ever whistle at night, oh, you, know, no. you know, like some, <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, or don't play, don't play around noise at night, or else you know, like the boogeyman will come to the window or something like that, right? And I always wondered, maybe that. If that was uh, more than just uh, a, a myth, you know, like, I, you know, because we are we're always told, you know, like just to, you know, not to uh, play around outside because you'll, you know, then a boogeyman will come and come and find you and stuff like that. And I always thought about uh, just ways to get the kids to be quiet, you know, that's what I always thought it was, you know, but then. You know, but, but after seeing that, you know, and that, uh, it didn't even phase me either. You know, it's like, I just accepted it like as, you know, like I see a bear, you know, like. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I was actually going to ask you if it had any kind of, um, uh, long lasting effects on you. Like, like, did you have nightmares or anything like that? But it sounds like you, you really did. And you kind of took it in stride. Is that, is that right?
1: Yeah, actually I have, uh, I, like you said, you know, like, I, I couldn't stride, like, it never bothered me. And, like, even, like, I was never afraid to go back into that bush, you know, like, I, like I said, you know, I feel actually that they, at times, that they actually keep an eye on me or something, you know, because as a bad you know, just, you know, I think they have memories just like us. I actually had um, this one incident, we were in little now uh, Lillooet. You know, one of the lakes there, and um, my you know, my two grandkids there, two grandsons there, <clears throat> one was four i time, the other one was, what, nine? They're playing in a, just making a whole bunch of noise and practice there. You know, I'm playing my flute, and, you know, I mean, you know, then we just, the kids got tired, they went to bed. You know, and then just had a regular night. So next morning, I get up. I get up and I always start up the truck, and I notice this pile of poop there beside my truck, beside the uh, beside the tree. <laughs> and I'm um, okay, you know. I'm telling, yelling at the boy, "Who took a shit here? You know, and who took a poop here? <laughs> you know?" And they're both like, "Not me, not me." <laughs> but, uh, and I'm looking at this pile, and it's like, "What the?" Uh, you know, that looks like it's a human, but then I'm looking at it, examining this thing and I can add like uh, like rouge and berries there, you know, mixed. I'm thinking, what the heck is that? And then I really started paying attention to my surrounding areas and I go behind the RV and and there's these two saplings. One was about five feet tall and right at the, uh, Top of what the three inch, three inches from the tip, there's this black smudge, and right at that point, that tip was bent, was broken, but bent over, but still left attached. And beside that one was this other sapling, which was around ten feet tall, and it had the very same thing at its tip: it had that black smudge, and the tip was snapped, but left intact. And I'm thinking, you know. Maybe that, was, maybe that was uh Sasquatch's baby, you know, and I left that pile there. And you know, that could not you know, mom and the, mom and the baby were in our camp. You know, and but yeah, it was just so strange, you know, finding these coincidences like that. You know, so and you know what, I i grabbed that pile there, I thought I'd try and uh, refrigerate it, keep it and when I was cleaning out my truck, I threw it out without realizing it.
0: Oh jeez.
1: Like, man, I my my best possible evidence of, you know <laughs> right there just gone, you know. It's like, dang, I just regretted that. It's like I took a picture of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be uh that'd be a weird one to be showing people, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah. It, you know, but um uh, even uh, just recently, I was, uh, you know, I, I I think sometimes that they, they uh, that they try to show you that they're out there in some way if you look right, and you know and they're working at, And uh, during the summer, I used to always walk around because it was it's a nice burnt area. I want to, to take a look at the ground and see, you know, just. You know that's how, that's what I do. Like when I'm in a bush, I like to walk around, look. And always I, you know, like for a long time there was nothing. And recently, all of a sudden, I found a trap, like uh like an animal trap. And it wasn't set. And it just seemed like it was just put there because that area where I was at. You know, like I walked around that area and I've never found this thing before, and or never noticed it before. And, uh, and I find this trap, you know, just out of the blue. So I pick it up, I grab it, and I asked my other co-worker, i asked them, do you know if there's anybody that have a trap line around here? And he looks at me and oh, says, you know, no one has a trap line around here. I said, really? I said, wow. Yeah, so it just left me bewildered, you know, because um, this trap just happened to just, you know, appear out of we just happen to find it just randomly, you know, like in middle of nowhere where there's no trap line, where no one has a trap line. So yeah, it just yeah. makes you wonder things like that. So I grabbed it, like I still have a trap, and do, uh, do just little no strange. Do
0: you think that they? That, do you think the Sasquatch? Do you think they use traps like much like we, you know, our our people did for, you know, still do, but for forever? Like, do you think that they're they're using the same techniques we we were?
1: I don't know, like that'd be, I don't really know. I don't know. It, it was just something that uh, that I think about, you know, at times. Like, what's was it doing there in the first place? You know, like how long has it been there? Like, and it looks like an it looks like a new trap, you know. And the, now when the fire went through there, obviously it got burnt, but like, where did it get burnt? You know, like it's, yeah. Was it there? You know, I don't know. It's just so many questions about where it was. It put there. You know, like and it was put there. Who put it there? Or what put it there? It's like, yeah, it's just that makes me wonder. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it just so happens too that that area where we're at, um, the Shack and Band members have stories of uh, Asquatch trail from the mountain through that area where we're at. It's like well, kind of uh, kind of explains kind of some things, I guess you know. Yeah, I, so, I've
0: I've done some. I've gone in there a couple of times just from you know you hear word of mouth around town type of thing, and it was something yeah. that kind of piqued my interest. So you know, me and my my crew kind of have been in there a few times just because of the uh, the notoriety of the Sasquatch using that as a as a as a trail or or they're they're, tra- yep. they're traversing through there. I mean there's been tracks found all over that that area that you're talking about. So it wouldn't be surprising if there was some some more uh, activity. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be surprising at all if there, were, if there was more activity found in that area. Not not even a little yeah. bit. I, I would keep my eyes open if I were you. <laughs> That's for
1: sure. Well yeah. Uh, actually there's another site that I was posted at here in uh, what is it? August said, what, around August and um, in that area, one of the other, my other co-workers in that area had, report, had uh that, that he had this smell this real pungent odor in that area. So I was, I got posted to that, area, that site and as I was there, I, um, I actually noticed this one tree and it was probably about, probably about the 10 foot mark, there was a break in the tree and when you looked against that tree it looked a lot of that white substance on those uh, on those traveling aspens was rubbed off you know, almost like something you know was leaning against it and as it snapped that tree you know because it's so I noticed that and it's like so I took a picture of it and uh, I, I went down and towards the valley floor there I was um And I go check on the big, I go, I get in there, I go check on equipment, and I come back and I was, I stopped beside these two porta potties. And as I'm sitting there, I was checking in with my control and uh, with headquarters. Then I noticed, I just happened to look at the door of that porta potty and I noticed that it was open like an inch. Those porta potty, those doors, they have springs on them, so they automatically shut. And It really looked like there was something holding that thing open, and it was all dark. I got this feeling, and I thought, "Oh, I just put it in drive, and I and I drove away. I come back down after, and for an hour, and I go check equipment out, come back, and look at that porta potty, and you know, and that door was shut. So I got out, go check, you know, like don't necessarily smell anything, like at that point. But uh I did notice these two indentations in the ground where you know that ground is hard packed and you know I'm one eighty and I could I couldn't even make a track on this even with my boots on this ground. And that's how hard packed it was. Yeah. And uh but there were these two indentations and I can almost make out like the one of the like a footprint on one of them. And on the other track you can see the indentation but the uh it was very—you couldn't really tell it was a track, but there was a pebble that was stepped on that was actually depressed into the ground from whatever was standing there, you know. It,
0: it sounds like you really have a curiosity for for the Sasquatch now. Did that come from your 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 encounter? Like, did, was that one of the one of the effects that you know you're you're running with with that Sasquatch that day, or you know those all those years ago? You know, did yeah, that did yeah. that linger inside you somewhere, or was it always a curiosity after, immediately after you had your encounter? Was it was it or was it something that kind of grew within you over time?
1: I think it just gradually grew over time. You know, and all of a sudden you see or hear something that you know that you don't necessarily and under under understand what it is. You know, or but um, but yeah, it's. It always grew with me and then the, and actually it grew more as I when I moved to b c because I knew there was more activity here mm. and, um but yeah you know it's always uh yeah i always I was always intrigued from that moment at the time it was kind of like the bush people I do kind of remember the old people saying you know call them the bush people,
0: yeah,
1: and be careful you know the wink to go you know that's what they I think that was another word for them, you know because. They could take little children and eat them right that's what they would say yeah yeah
0: yeah i remember hearing those stories too when i was a kid yes i did so let's jump back to your your encounter when you were a kid there did you tell anyone else besides your cook 'em? did you did you say anything to anybody else or was it just kind of something that you you kept to yourself after that
1: that okay it was just with my go you know and uh it basically, because she was the one that really I confided, that I confided with, you know, because I I spoke fluent you know, when we moved from Frog Lake, you know, so and I was having a I had a tough time to speaking English, so and she was the, basically one of the only ones that in the family that understood what we were talking about, you know, so I was trying to, um, I guess, trying to talk with other other people, you know. It was, uh, I found it hard to translate where I couldn't find the right words, you know. Yeah. It was just a slow transition, but, you know, no, uh, no, it was just my Gokum, really, and uh, I think my uncles knew, you know, because there's a few things that, you know, the family didn't see, I'm pretty sure my Gokum had told them, you know. Did Did
0: Did Junior you kokum ever talk about it afterwards, or like, did you ever bring it up again, or was it just, it was done after that?
1: Basically, yeah, it was done. Yeah, I always, but I always found the bush, you know, like, had my curiosities, (laughs) you know. Yeah. (laughs) So, And then the area, too, that where it happened, now at the tree, like, there's my uncle got a house built there, and, you know, in that little section where I come out, out of the bush, you know, and that's gone because, you know, my cousin got a house built there, you know, it's like, so, but, uh, Yes, yeah, so I think it's like um their their areas uh, shrinking, right? You know, so they're having a tough time finding finding to keep uh, out, of, out of the way or out of sight.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to ask you if you ever if you've ever gone back there,
1: but yeah, you have. So it just was there any
0: other activity that happened in that area that you know of, or did any of your other family or your 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 community members ever talk about it or anything like that? Was there anything that happened?
1: You know, I think there has been, but um, a lot of people don't talk about it, eh? You know, <laughs> yeah, don't I know that. Yeah. I think that people tend to be skeptical, you know, and, you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure I've heard stories, you know, that uh, growing up, you know, about the back like in the in the bush there, and especially by the river, because they're, because from where I saw this, I think we we're only like two miles from the river in the battle river oh yeah 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 this was in on a samson reserve you know when this happened right but yeah it's uh i think that was probably the only time i ever had that encounter
0: well let me ask you this augustine before i let you go here and i ask all my guests this question and feel free to answer however you want it, it, it it's yep. completely up to you but how did you run in with, with you know the sasquatch that day has it how did it change you or has it at all or, or was it what were the effects afterwards? Was it good? Was it bad? What like, kind of run us through? How did it change you?
1: Well, that is a good, very good question. I never really thought about that. But, you know, I guess after meeting Sabe or Sasquatch, you know, I feel more confident, you know, because, you know, not once did I feel like I was in danger or anything, you know, but. I understood that you know what what I saw was wasn't uh, wasn't human, you know and you know and I realized at that point you know that I never had no intentions of hurting me. Probably saw me before inside that same area, and you know it was just by chance that we just happened to meet each other because I'm sure it was coming back from where it was where it was going. And was on his way back and, and it just so happened that i just happened to be there but yeah you know i i uh just yeah, i just feel more confident you know like uh you know because if you can if, it, if you can uh stand there and without running away you know of course you know there's you know you just don't want to be caught you know by it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know being, being that small, you know, I'm pretty sure he could have outran me or whatever you know but but no, I think um their intentions are true, you know they're they're out there surviving, you know, I have a lot of respect for them, you know, and you know I would never you know tell anybody if I ever saw anything in a particular area you know you know it's just uh and it just keeps me uh i guess it just opened my mind possibilities you know yeah you know? yeah absolutely you know because there's things out there that obviously like we still haven't seen you know because and now that the, the bush is shrinking and now we're seeing more more of them you know at the times they're at the times they used to be uh in, invisible but uh but i'm you know at the same time i I feel honored that, you know, like I even was able to see one, you know, I feel lucky like I was able to see one, you know, and, and uh, I believe that, you know, they have, they recognize people and they have families just like we do. I guess keep an open mind, you know, and I can just pay attention when you're out there because when you pay attention out there, you, you see things, you hear things, and you just, just it just kind of you just opens your eyes, you know, the possibility that maybe today that I'll see another one, you know. I don't know. I just know that if they want you to see you, they they want you to see them. That you'll see them.
0: Yeah, I, I believe that too. Uh, I really do. I, I think that they, I, I think they have that ability to see a person's intentions. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like they can see your yeah. your, your, your motivations if they're good or they're bad. And, yeah. and if they can see that you're you're up to no good, they're going to avoid you like the plague. But, you know, if you're if you're yeah. children tend to have pure hearts and, and, you know, I think they sense that. And it really sounds to me like the one that you saw was just curious as to what you were doing. You know what I mean? I think yeah. if, if you were going to snag those those rabbits, it was going to. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I yeah, think happened that sweet. day. But you know, like I, I, I always thought, you know, like whatever took it, you know, like, you know, like I hope that there was enough, you know, where <laughs> that they that they eat it in good health, you know, because yeah. I, I didn't believe, I didn't believe it was a strong rabbit, you know, that got away, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah. Well, Augustine, I want to say thank you so much for coming on, buddy. I, I do appreciate you taking the time tonight for to share your story. I, I really uh, I really enjoyed hearing that. That's awesome.
1: Well, thank you for having me on, and uh, it's been a pleasure.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you, sir. And for the listeners, if you guys just want to hang around, we're going to close out the show. Stay there. Hey, and we're back everyone. We are back to pull the pin on this one, but before we do that, we got to give a huge thank you to Augustine. Uh, Augustine, buddy, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us your encounter. Um, you know, I'm very drawn to, uh, children's encounters. Uh, I'm not quite sure why. Maybe it's because my, my daughter has had an encounter with the Sasquatch. I'm not really sure, but I'm really interested in how, you know, it, in how adults have been affected by Sasquatch from their childhood encounter. Uh, Does that make sense? Uh, For for whatever reason it is, you know, because, you know, after the episode uh, a couple of weeks ago where, uh, you know, the gentleman spoke about having dreams of Sasquatch and it kind of jolted my memory about my own, I don't want to say nightmare or or whatever, whatever happened that night. It's been really fascinating to see how it's affected other people, you know, because it's changed me. You know, I'm very into this. <laughs> I'm in. And I, and I don't understand why. I, it, there's no reason for it other than the fact that, you know, it's a mystery. But Augustine, buddy, thank you so much. You really uh, you, you really piqued my interest with your story. And I do appreciate it. Thanks again. And, and I guess for the listeners, um, Augustine and, and myself use the word kokum. Uh, and while we were talking and for people that don't know, that means grandmother in the Cree language. Uh, so, uh, th- that's what it meant. And I do have to apologize. There were little skips and, uh, the phone dropped out in certain spots and I hope you guys got the gist of it. I did my best to try to, f- uh, fix it in post. Um, but I didn't notice it until I started editing. So I do apologize. And I hope that you guys, uh, were able to hear it fine. Um, but anyway, once again, Augustine, thank you again, buddy. Uh, let's see, uh, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, you can email me at NicolaValleyBigfoot at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A, NicolaValleyBigfoot at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, you know, you guys should write in because there's a reason for it. Uh, we're going to go on a little bit of a hiatus for the next couple of weeks, probably until the new year, uh, just with, you know, family, work the holidays, you know, the shopping and the, (laughs) all that stuff. I'm just not going to be able to dedicate the time, um, that is needed to the podcast that that should be, you know, I I can't give it the quality that it should be. And, um, that's not fair to you. And, you know, I I just, it's not fair to my family that I'm, you know, out doing other things when I, I should be, uh, focusing on what's at hand. And uh, so I'm going to take a couple weeks off. I hope you guys will forgive me and stick around, and uh, I'll definitely be in touch with everybody. I, I um, will give you updates on my Facebook page, uh, in regard to the uh, possibility of the conference. Things are looking really good, so let's keep our fingers crossed, and uh, um, I hope you guys will all make it out. You know, I I really want to make this something that we can do every year, an annual, you know, conference. So, um, you know, I need you guys just as much as is I need Sasquatch. <laughs> that sounds so weird. <laughs> you know, I think that in my head all the time, but I never really say it out loud. <laughs> oh, man. I think we all need Sasquatch, though. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm tired. You know, I've, I the mall kicked my ass the other day, and <laughs> it was just... Too many people, and oh my God, you know what, I understand why Sasquatch avoids people, because I was in the mall, and uh, it, it wasn't a pretty sight. There was pushing and elbows and all kinds of things, so. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, I think I'm tired. But um, yeah, anyway, write uh, in, write uh, in with your encounter. I'd love to get you on the show, maybe possibly do some recording for the, when the show returns in, in the new year. And uh, you know what, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I am uh, I am eternally grateful for each and every one of you that are listening right now because, you know, without you guys, there really is no podcast and there's no possibility of a, of a Sasquatch conference here in the Nicola Valley. And uh, I owe this all to you guys. So um, I really do, uh, from the bottom of my heart and as sincere as I can possibly be, you know, I hope you have a, a fabulous Christmas and a better New Year and everything just works out well for you. Um, you know, given the past couple of years we've been we've been going through, I think we earned this. So, um, Merry Christmas, everyone! And dare I say, I love you all for listening. And I, I just, I'll see you again in the new year. Until then, I'll talk to you later. Bye.